Hello and welcome to Talk Tales, a comedy podcast exploring stories from behind and beyond the bar. We're your hosts, I'm Shauna. And I'm Matt. What's up, Matt? Not much. Dude, chilling. back in the studio here after an excursion by myself to an uh, amazing uh, distillery, Stark Distillers, mm-hmm. which if you guys are listening to the, a couple episodes ago, or maybe an episode ago, and I don't know when this thing comes out. Perfect. I don't have any control of these things. <laughs> I do a little bit. But yeah, like so yeah, I, I took this thing mobile and went to Stark Spirits, and then uh, I brought Matt and Adele along in, in um, paper form, and it was real fun, and they joined me and we interviewed the Starks like and about what they were doing so that, that was really fun and that kind of brings me to like thinking about going off premises as a bartender mm-hmm. right yeah I do, I do it on the regular you go off premises always it's, where I, it's my best <laughs> you type of drinking off-road I off road. I, I drink off premises. Oh no, I'm talking about bartending off oh, premises. Okay, I get you. <laughs> but that makes sense too. Yeah. I do, I feel like I do that fairly on a regular basis as well mm-hmm. as drink off premises. But no, I'm talking about bartending off premises. I'm talking about leaving your comfort zone of the bar that you know, like your baby boy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or girl, I don't know. Whatever you're doing, and uh, and then you 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 leave that little safe place to go to somebody else's bar, or maybe to a bartending competition. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many options of like bartenders like just doing these creative, crazy things. And I just want to talk about that a little bit. How do you feel, Matt? About good. that? Feel good about it. Let's okay. talk about it. Yeah. So, um, like, I've done a couple competitions. Like, I did a uh, uh, the. I don't remember what it was called. It was in Vegas, and there was a competition. And uh, Adele, what was that competition called? Do you know? Yeah, yeah, it was like a Young's competition, and that was the first like big major competition I had ever done. And it was cool because I traveled out of my comfort zone of LA and the bars that I'm comfortable here into a weird bar in like the Young's Market, like warehouse i guess it was they have this like whole really nice bar set up in there like lucky (laughs) must be nice someday we're gonna have a bar (laughs) set up r&d session someday and so yeah that was a exciting and really nerve-wracking situation but i feel like when you do these you know one competition you understand the feeling and it's like in your gut at that point you're like oh okay i could do this shit you know Mm -hmm. and no matter if you know you're really nervous i think the nerves really come from the action of it rather than the idea of winning or losing it's more of at least for me the the nerves come from like the action of like going into this uncomfortable place mm-hmm. right yeah uh, so i've never done competition i don't i'm not a big fan of them as far as competing but watching them is incredible just to see like how it's all put together because there's a lot of brilliant minds at least to the few that i've been to that they create these like insane scenarios and then like the brands come involved and there's like these audibles that they'll throw out and i think i love that and i mean you know like we did one and i thought that was a blast and yeah, we put a whole competition yeah, on. Yeah, and and that was fun. And then all the other ones I've seen were a little bit more like liquor forward, like you know, taste this. Like, what is this? Like, knowledge maybe. Yeah, and, and they they're have- all fun, and it's, it just brings a big group of people together and i love that aspect of it because i enjoy watching that and the dynamic and a big thing about like bartenders and these bartending events off premises specifically is it really brings a draw of the bartender community out because we're all really like supportive people of each other yeah you know sometimes people have like maybe i don't know sometimes there's like some egos involved or sometimes there's like maybe grumpiness involved or something like that but like no matter how you look at it like 
bartenders will always come out to support, which is so freaking cool. Yeah. I wish there was more in my area because it's just like, I'm like in away from downtown and like, well, Hollywood and downtown are kind of like where the main ones happen. Uh, at least the ones that I've been to. And I'm kind of like more around like our like Alhambra Pasadena area. And it'd be cool yeah, to you're see the one who more of those has, out on that direction. You're the one who always has to travel out. Yeah. So what you're saying, Matt, is you're saying that we need to open a bar next to your house. Yeah, and we have to just only have <laughs> well, that competitions. Would be, that would be the long-term goal for sure. Okay. But in the meantime, it would be pretty fun to have like something more local. Because like, bringing other bartenders out of downtown into like my hood. That's what I want. I'm selfish. I want to be like, see, see stuff happen in my area. I'll help you out. Let's throw a backyard bartending party at your I'm house. For that. Yeah, so we're all... Okay, everyone listening on the podcast land, we're all going to meet at Matt's house at this num- his address is 6552 L- Maple four. Lane, yep. uh, Pasadena, <laughs> Alhambra, California. Yep. Two cities. I live in both. Yeah. It's split address. <laughs> yeah. It's hard in California. You have to split up addresses sometimes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because there's too many people here. Yeah. But I think we do have two guests that might have like a lead on putting something on in our in my area. At least where I've been hanging out since I was kind of on the younger end of things. Yeah, and guess what? They are from Pasadena. Are they? Or the bar is, I should yes, say. Yes, indeed. Not individually. Yeah. Don't misconstrue <laughs> my statements. <laughs> Their bar is from Pasadena. Mm-hmm. It is located in Pasadena. It is, God yes. damn it. Super psyched about it. I don't know why it. that was so difficult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got there, though. The journey, you know, it's the journey. It is the journey, and it's what you learn from the journey. Mm-hmm. And what I've learned is I can't introduce guests ever, <laughs> but that's not going to stop me. Do it. I'm going to introduce one. You introduce the other. Sounds good. Okay. From the mighty Maestros Pasadena, we have Rodrigo Fabian. Fabian, yes, please. God, I suck. <laughs> <laughs> And also, we have uh, Roland Sanchez, the queen of Pasadena. It's oh, Sanchez. See, oh, see way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a nickname that's, I don't know where it started, really. Maybe from this podcast, <laughs> to be honest. The queen yeah. of Pasadena? Yeah. The queen of Pasadena. Oh, see. Um, <laughs> OC. OC way. Like, I mean, there's a story behind the OC way, and I can't wait to get into that. But oh, yeah. Yes. I can't wait either. Now, let's like, okay, before we start getting into that story, because we have many, many stories that we do want to share, uh, let's dig in a little bit about what's going on at Maestro's. What do you guys got going over there? So what's going on at Maestro's is more like we focus more about the taste, not about the brand. Um, I mean, we try to push everything, like, but when you hear a Mexican restaurant, the only thing you want to think is about margaritas, tequila, and mezcal, and that's it. But that's not it. <laughs> that's, that's not it at your spot, that's, that's for sure. Not that's it. Not it. I know uh, that. I love that. I mean, there's so much more to, like, I mean, I'll be honest, like, I'm total Chicano-American like Mexican that was just like yeah Patron Don Julio like I'm on that bad right like any margarita with those like specifics and then and then I realized I tasted something really good and they weren't Don Julio or like Patron or anything you know what I mean like and then they were like with other stuff and um I think I learned that through Maestro long story short this guy who I'm sitting next to has taught me so much about Drinking well (laughs) (laughs) and drinking good stuff and making good stuff and making good stuff being Mexican. 
Does that answer your question? (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like something. It sounds like you guys are absolutely like up to all kinds of good stuff over there. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool because like I, you know, uh, my parents have been around Pasadena for a long period of time. And so, but they've kind of like gone that direction of like they have their spot and they've gone there all the time and that level. But Pasadena is kind of like opening up, I feel. And Maestro's is like a really large part of that, especially on the street out there called Union. And it's kind of absorbing all these amazing, like, really good restaurants, cool bars, and stuff like that. And it's just like, yeah, it's great. And, like, Master's is, like, a huge part of it. Because I get people in, coming to my bar in Silver Lake talking about it. Really? Yeah, yeah that's a true story. <laughs> yeah, hey. Did you yeah. hear that, Rico? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, making yeah, a mark. All about Excuse it. me. <laughs> right? Making the mark. So, uh, Rico, what, what is, like, where do you pull your inspiration from? when you were dealing with these spirits and the bar program over at Maestro's? Well, my inspiration, it was like, when I started bartending, my first job was bartending, it was a Colts. Oh, really? Uh, I'm, a bit, oh, hey. I'm, a, I'm a bit familiar uh, with uh, this. A huevo. <laughs> oh, see way. Oh, see way. You know, I started bar back in there for a long time, and then there's this girl, my mentor, that I, I learned from the best. His name is uh, Brent Falco. Mm-hmm. She showed me, like, everything. I told her I wasn't ready. She told me to be a bartender. And now I'm here. And just you put all the, the, yeah. the puzzle pieces in place. Yeah. What do you think is one of the most valuable things that she taught you? The taste. The taste of it? Like the cocktails, the cocktails and like how it yeah. all comes together? Yeah. Nice. And, and like, like understanding flavors? Flavors. Like to put everything together, how do I like balance the cocktail? Mm-hmm. Like she was a hardcore girl, man. <laughs> like she would have come behind the bar and it would have been like, taste your own cocktail. And I'd be like, okay, I'll taste it. Like, are you going to give that to your customers or not? <laughs> and I'll be like, nah. <laughs> 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 in front of everyone but you know like I give them so much respect yeah but she told me everything man mm-hmm. to be honest it's like a good thing to have somebody like back there that's kind of like got your back but also like tough love You're yeah. like no like what do you think th- what do you think what do you about think this? about your own drink yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, nah man like uh, you know do you, like do you remember any of those recipes that you decided to pull back uh, it was the first one that I remember was the whiskey sour mm-hmm like you know, like whiskey sour is a hardcore for every bartender. That's and so interesting. You get nervous when you do a whiskey sour. Yeah, because it's it's, it's labor yeah. intensive. Yeah, yeah, and it's so interesting because you rock the boat at like whiskey sours <laughs> now. <laughs> and I'm like, I want to hear the story. So uh, the basic thing is like every time like we will come like this bartender like like the OG ones, friend who will come behind me and we're like making my whiskey sour. I'm like, oh shit. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure because the whiskey sour, you know, like I would do it, blah, blah, blah. Like, ah, here you go. That's it. There's a lot of like, for listeners who don't know what that means, like a whiskey sour has a lot of like variables and elements that could go potentially wrong. For instance, uh, to create a whiskey sour, you have to incorporate all your ingredients, including the egg white, and then dry shake it, meaning no ice in the tin. But what happens when you shake two tins without any ice it does the opposite of suction. It does it, it pushes the tins apart. 
And so, like, if you're not, like, paying attention, even the best of us, even, like, the most, you know, you've made a billion whiskey sours in your life, it still will happen where you're not paying attention. All of a sudden, your tins will vacuum, like, push itself apart. Explode. Explode. And egg, and then your your whiskey sour ends up all over you or, your, or you know, and, like, That's you have... That's disgusting. Yeah, and you have egg white all over your yeah, hair. Yeah, it gets everywhere. And it's, it's like, it's crazy. Good. But, like, those are some of the, like the tricky parts of that drink. And I think sometimes if you're not behind the bar, a lot of people don't necessarily realize like the technicalities of that drink that make it so special and so delicious as well. So yeah, dude, whiskey sour, man. Hats off with that one. Well, okay, Rigo, when did you learn how to make a whiskey sour? And you were like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you wait. Well, when I became 21... <laughs> I was oh. <laughs> bar back. Just when you became legal, you got yeah, yeah, yeah. to whiskey sour. Before that, I became bar back when I was eighteen. Oh, you just can't touch or serve alcohol. I'm pretty yeah, sure. that's yeah. the because I came to the manager. I don't, don't want to say the name, but she told me like you can't bar bang. Okay, whatever. Next day, she came out to me like, all right, you can bar back me as long as you don't sell alcohol, you don't drink alcohol, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And they, boom, whatever. <laughs> and no matter, regardless of legalities, like I know many, many different situations where the legalities are very questionable. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. But no, <laughs> but no matter, yeah, you, you do what you got to do. And like, man, good job jumping behind a bar at 18. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, and, and you know, like once you work with bartenders, like they will take you to like speakeasies and all that when I was oh, yeah. 18. and. Yeah, it's a deep dive. It's a, it's a life. Yeah, yeah. You get, it's a lifestyle for sure. That it is a deep aggressive dive. at times. Yeah. So uh, Coles was the beginning. Yeah, that right? was my beginning. I came there to apply, and that's the first day that I met. I met the D Max. Oh, oh, Maxi oh, Max, <laughs> the pirate of D Max. <laughs> <laughs> so I came up to him and asked him, like, bro, I'm looking for a job. I'm like, hey, like, go. We don't need no one. Like, oh, okay. Can I talk to the manager? <laughs> You're like, yeah, sure. And then the one she brought me behind the bar, she was there. She was a GM. You're like, yeah, Rigo, I was about to call you. I'm like, fine. And so I started working behind the bar. Myself, I'm a shy kid. I became 21. I was not ready to be a bartender. And they told me, like, you were, you're bartending. <laughs> <laughs> Trial by fire. Like just I, and I was it. still, I was still fighting. I, I, I'm not ready. Yeah. Oh, but you did oh, it. But I did it. I did it. Oh, seaway. That's probably <laughs> what you said. Oh, seaway. Here we go. Yeah. Do you find that that's typical for bartenders? I mean, I don't feel like I've ever been necessarily shy, particularly, but I've always had like a resistance to general public, like anxiety to necessarily like address a lot of people in a direct way I guess but like bartending for me personally really pulled me out of like any anxieties or any like like place in my own head of like feeling nervous about that kind of stuff because like you put yourself out there and there's no way to get away from it like you have to you can't just if somebody when there's 50 people staring directly into your soul because they want the drug you're selling like you have to deliver you have like you have no other option you know what I mean and maybe that was like a really gnarly way of describing that was it, but almost like exactly how it is. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like for me, I think it was really a positive thing being forced to be that social, and I love it. I I yeah. love it. I think it's fantastic. Though in my later life, 
I've been finding myself getting a little bit more reserved because it's be- taken a lot of my soul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, are, are the people in passing have been receptive to what you're doing out there? Or? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Like, when I came to Pasadena, I mean, I mean I've been working in downtown for, like, eight years. Mm-hmm. When I came to Pasadena, it was nothing going on. Like, I came there, like, I did my thing. The only thing you can hear was the Raymond and, and a Royal Chop House. So much respect for them. But I wanted I, I wanted to do something, you know, like to get all that together. Mm-hmm. So we started doing to do like um, guest bartenders every month. Yeah, about last year we did guest bartenders. Um, before <laughs> I took the, hey, we're going to do guest bartenders again. Last year there was someone else in charge of it and... We brought who did we bring? We brought Damian. Damian. The first bar, guest bartender from it was from downtown. It was yeah. Damian. Damian from um here and now who, mm. you know, oh, rest cool. in peace mm-hmm. from yeah. whatever they did. Um, and yeah. he also, but his hitter. big, yeah. I yeah. think his big it light was. was like, um, Everson and Royce. He got that on the map. Mm-hmm. Like I just remember just seeing. He opened like, that right. He, mm-hmm. I believed he helped open it. Him and another, the other guy who was name is Oton. Oton. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, who, mad respect to those fools and beautiful human beings and um, <laughs> gorgeous human beings. Oh. <laughs> How you doing? Oh, see. <laughs> you, you heard it here first. I said it. Uh, yeah, like shout out Bala hey. hospitality there. Yeah. Um, but they would. I mean, they created a weird cool thing to I mean if you're on social media and you went on Everson and Royce like let's say two years ago I'm sure like you saw something of Damien who was like doing shaking the shaking the, the cans or the tins and stuff and it was just like it looked cool and I think our first guest bartender it was a very scarce what was it? guest bartender what was his theme here and now in Lothane it's his thing. Oh, nice. There you go. So yeah. there was like, we had the bar, and it's a very small bar if you ever come to Masters Pasadena. But I just remember coming up, and there was like fake, can I say this, like cocaine? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We talked like, about cocaine quite often. There was fake cocaine. The whole night, dude, it was, the, to be honest, from all the guest bartenders we have, it was one of the best ones. Yeah. Nice. To be honest. He owned it. He yeah. owned went it. with dude. it. Yeah. So far, it was one of the best ones. Second one, it was Pete from from uh, the Raymond. Nice, beautiful Full house. Yep. Third one, I'm gonna give you a props from uh, Carla Flores. Oh from yeah, she, that was recently. Uh, hey Carla, if you're hearing this, girl, <laughs> you, it was mad my, respect. <laughs> yeah, it was a third one. She bought the whole house, like music. My 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 thing is Spanish music. Banda like Johnny Cash, but in Spanish. So. Yeah, oh, like, hell yeah, like, I like that. Ranchero, like yeah. Chicano, like good music. Like that—that's my estro. Like, because yeah. we have an owner who's oh, actually both Sergio and Paul are both like ranchero mexicanos. Like they're just like first generation, just like uh, and it. We had that night with Carla, and it just was like, holy shit, this is this like, feels good, and yeah. we're all drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say I'm sorry for the, all the guest bartenders, but those are my three tops. Yeah. Nice. There you go. Wow, yeah. dude. Major shout out. That's fucking yeah. awesome. So you guys are already like, 
doing amazing things connecting the bar world here in Los Angeles to Pasadena. Like, it's not, for listeners, it's not really that far of a distance from Los Angeles to Pasadena, but you always have to equate for, like, traffic in Los Angeles oh, yeah. area. So, <laughs> like, even though it doesn't seem that far in distance, like, it is a whole different world and different scene in Pasadena. So you guys are really, like, joining, like, the downtown and Los Angeles, yeah. like, vibes and experience and bringing a whole new situation over there to Pasadena, which, God damn, thank you. And I'm sure the city of Pasadena, like, loves this, too, because it gives them a, an outlet of something maybe new, something fresh, something. Youth. And mezcal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's youth. Right. Yeah. That is exactly hey, I didn't yeah. say it. I didn't say it. Uh, uh, no, but uh, everyone knows it. Youth. Yeah, Pasadena, that's my thing. When I came to Pasadena, I'm sorry to say this, but, like, the only thing, like, I was hearing, like, it was everything is separate. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I, I want to try to bring everyone together, and that's what we're trying to do. Mm. Yeah. So right now, like, I'm doing this. I need help, but, like, we're trying to do the mucha lucha. Mm. Oh. Tell me more. Oh, is this right? something to do with a bartending competition, yeah. possibly? I want to get Pasadena involved in competitions. I mean, I've been working for eight, nine years in downtown. I came to Pasadena because my passion is tequila mezcal. That's the only reason I came here to Pasadena. And I want to get, like, the bars involved in everything. Mm-hmm. Get a community yeah. going, get like like the Pasadena like level yeah. of like industry. A, yeah, yeah. So, so so yeah, let's break it down to the listeners. What what does this event mean? Like what 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 should we be looking forward what to? What I want to do future? is I want to get Pasadena involved in everything. I want to like myself like I want to do the mucha lucha that I've been trying to do everything. I don't know who wants to sponsor. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say the names right now because I don't know for sure a hundred percent they're gonna be the sponsors. Mm-hmm. But, oh, they will be. Myself is like saying like I want to do it before summer, or mm-hmm. earth summer. And that's but, by the way, mucha lucha for all you people that, that is. That's just like uh, bringing bartenders <laughs> together and having some fun and games and just like right. Yeah, would you explain it? Like just like fun. They're masters just, involved. Like just masters of their craft. <laughs> it's, a, it's a competition, yeah, right? But it's masters, <laughs> yeah. Like, but you would you know who the bartender is until the masks come off? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. But I don't want to get the head of bartenders from the bar, whoever is involved. I just want to be the bartenders. That's it. Like the like not the the bar managers. You want to get like the the like workhorses, the ones yeah. that are like there on that like four or five day shifts, like every exactly. week. Okay. Exactly. I can't wait. I love that. I think it's there's a, a lot of passing has a huge amount of bartenders for sure. Exactly. And true. a lot of them, for the most part, live fairly locally. So yeah, and they're and they're invested. I feel like people in Pasadena do like. To, to like invest their like time in there, so yeah, it's like freaking awesome. And it'd be it'd be great to see like passing to become like even b- more like that. Like well, like you're saying like together because it's like a big split. I feel between young and old, and like because my parents are old and they go to Pasadena, I'm not as old and they I you don't look old. I dabble. <laughs> yeah, thank you. That's well what I moisturized. Be to <laughs> They're awesome. I love them. Uh, but they, you know, they go to the same place every like Thursday or whatever, and it's always been that place, and they know everybody in that place. And I try to suggest something like um, Blind Donkey's another bar out there, and there's a yeah. few other ones out there that I enjoy going to. And the crowd's a little bit different and younger, and they stay out later. But it's different, you know. Like I, we split our ways. Like we'll eat dinner together, but then they'll leave, and then I'll go somewhere else or whatever. But it'd be cool to see all of that come together. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, speaking of working at Maestro's, like day one and i think Rigo can vouch for this like this year especially like i mean before we would get this older crowd and like cool or like 40s year old crowd mm-hmm. but this year we're getting a little younger 
And they're just like, oh, I didn't know this existed. <laughs> <laughs> I live over in Echo Park. Yeah. <laughs> I live awesome. in Highland Park. And like, oh my God, Pasadena is so cool. And like, it's. Uh, Uber's a game changer as I, far as yeah, transportation for, yeah, for sure. Also, Uber. And also, at the end, like literally next to my Astros, there's the Gold Line stop. Oh, dude. Yes. Uh, Memorial go. Park. But we get so many people who come for just like, they don't know what Pasadena is. And for some reason, it's like, it's it's like a different state. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just like, oh my God, Pasadena's just, yeah. I don't know why I'm talking in country accent, <laughs> but I am like, yeah. for the youth of like uh, Echo Park and Island Park, I just think they just speak country. And they're just like, <laughs> it's so like, oh my God, it's just, it's just different. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, and we're maestro and we're fun. And we have a lot of mezcal. <laughs> so drink up, baby. And we have been. We've been sipping on some mezcal, which you guys amazingly, as a gift, brought to us. And it's Siete Misteros? Misteros? Siete Misterios. Misterios? Misterios. It's yeah. bomb, too. And So we've been sipping on that before we started this podcast, but we've also been sipping on something else. <laughs> and hey. let me stop everybody right now. To introduce our mixtress and what we are drinking. And let's hear it. Boom. Guess who's back? Who's back again? Boom. Boom. Our mixtress. Boom. Is here. She always knows just what to make. She'll pour, she'll stir, she'll even shake. What she serves is what you'll drink. And when she's done, you just can't think. Cause Cause you're drunk. drunk. Boom. What up? Hey. What's up, you guys? So today was like probably 100 degrees. No, like 115 degrees. 190. Yeah. <laughs> a fucking heat wave. It's so hot Maybe it was today. summer. Yeah. So I know. Shauna and I went to go get um, tacos for a family meal, and I was like, what should we make for a cocktail? And she's like, highball. Like, there's literally nothing else I want to drink right now other than a highball. It's so freaking hot. So we're drinking a highball, and we got to actually use Stark Spirits, which is amazing. I'm super bummed I got to miss that interview at the distillery, but Shauna came back with goodies, and that's pretty great. And we are drinking a highball made with um, their fantastic Sunshine Orange Brandy. It is so fantastic and so delicious. So we got a little bit of that, a little bit of apricot liqueur, a tiny little bit of absinthe, and some Topo Chico soda water. Shout out. Um, a little, <laughs> <laughs> little good. apricots and orange slices in the drink, and it's like super easy to drink, pretty boozy, but nobody can taste it. It's like literally the perfect drink for this fucking weather that's mm-hmm. refreshing. Killing me, yeah, very refreshing. You can drink like five of them. I already drank eight of them. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's great. <laughs> but thank you so much, Stark Spirits. Next time I'll be there for sure. I am super bummed I missed it, but thank you for this beautiful orange brandy. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And uh, cheers, you guys. Cheers. cheers. Oh, awesome, Maestro Boys. Thank you so much for this beautiful tequila you brought. I like it. I like it when they bring gifts. Yeah. <laughs> thank thank you. you. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Dude, I am loving this one because, like, yeah, Adele said, the sun is out and we need to drink something that the sun makes, which is oranges. Yeah, preferably that has ice in it. It's like a thousand degrees in this bunker. Yeah, Yeah. and the sun does not make ice. That's a human made thing in my refrigerator freezer. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, I mean, when me and Maria were drinking this, I I honestly thought it was just like club soda and like some bitters. And then I was just like, like, I'm feeling good. Like, why are these dickheads just giving us club soda? Yeah. Like, well, a bunch no. of fruit in it. I was yeah. like, why are these 
I, I feel good. And then yeah. she was just like, I'll make you another one. And I was like, Rico. And he's just pounding. He goes, Of course there's like alcohol in this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> I feel good. <laughs> yeah, it definitely did the trick. You know what else does tricks besides magicians? Nope. Cocktails. <laughs> I think we do. <laughs> we do do tricks. Yeah, we do tricks. And, but by tricks, I mean stories. True. Yes, we this definitely do sense. those. Those do. The, uh, we do do stories. We do do we stories. Do, we do do stories. But, I mean, this is like always our prime uh, candidate for audio, right? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Uh, and that's a technical term. Have you no- did audio? You know Audio? <laughs> yep. <laughs> it is a technical a, term. Prime candidate for audio. Uh-huh. Prime candidate Leave for audio. Leave me alone, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, there, is there a reference I'm not getting? Nope. You <laughs> got it all. Got That's it. what I got. <laughs> and But what we do is stories. And we have gotten a little bit about your past and your story of yourself. But what we like to really dig into is anything in your experience as a bartender from all these years. And things that have affected you behind the bar, maybe on the other side of the bar, maybe... At a desk, maybe in the West. <laughs> nice. There you go. Either or, depending on where you're where you're headed. <laughs> I, I grew up with Dr. Seuss, okay? I, oh, got I it. got this. <laughs> I could feel it. And uh, so yes, so Rico, what is this is there any stories that you like remember through your past as a bartender that has affected you directly or that is in your brain that you would love to share with our cocktails listeners? Mm-hmm. You guys talking about the funny, the funny stories? Any, the yeah, story? funny ones are good. Whatever, whatever you're feeling. I, so the funny stories that I have. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Girl, come on! First time, first. I want to shout out to my brother. His name is Ivan Fabian. Right now, he's working at Dama. Ayo, hey. Dama. Yeah, what's up? All right, so we're working at Coles, and then before they put the the quarter machines in the restrooms. Oh, God. Oh, the token the machine. Token machine. Yeah. I've talked about this on the podcast right. oh, a lot. Before, before they put all that. Oh, oh good God. So, I think it was in a weekend. And then we saw this big guy, massive guy, going to the restrooms. And we're like, ah, whatever. It's probably not. We're doing a job. or Some guy came in complaining and said, like, hey, you know what? There's some guy doing some blah, blah, blah. So wait, wait, blah blah blah. Blah blah blah. blah, what blah, blah. Does that mean? I don't want to. I don't want to say like, oh yeah, it's doing some, me, you. Some, some crazy shit. Oh, oh, oh. Getting weird. No, 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 you can cuss and you can say blah blah blah. Oh, it was doing some crazy. Doing, it was doing some crazy drugs? stuff. Drugs, yeah. weird yes. drug stuff. Okay. So it was me and some other bartenders and Michael. So we told my brother it was our bar bag. My brother was my barbag. I told my brother, hey, go check it out. <laughs> barbag? <laughs> yeah. Every I time. Love, I love my brother. Me and my brother, we were we, we working for like almost like nine years together. Always. And I'm sure he said, oh, see, way. Yeah. He's <laughs> the one who started saying, oh, see. <laughs> I'm down. It will become behind the bar, like no matter what. Like you're in a bad mood. He will, like, he will always tell you, like, oh, see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see. All right. Way. So, being another bartender, we said, my brother, hey, go check it out. <laughs> this is the funny story and the scary story, too. Right? So, my brother goes inside the restroom. Like, five minutes, he comes running out, out of the restroom with this big, massive guy running out naked. Oh, sh- oh shit. After him? After him. <laughs> and we another bartender, we're like, what the fuck is going on, dude? Like, was he completely naked? Complaining. 
Oh my god. Holy shit. Yeah. So yeah. was he doing a big bath or something in there? Uh, nah, like yeah. freaking I mean, tripping. It was. Uh, it was before they put the the quarter machine. Where it was. Holy shit. It was. Dude, we got some massive people right there. Cold so that's the like story. That's, <laughs> that's, that's like the episode. So wait, well, I want to know what. So where where did he go? Did your brother run out of cold? He ran out of cold to the door. You know, they go, and the Fuck. man followed him out. And the, to the man street? followed me. We have to call fucking cops and all that. Where, uh, where did they go? Did he? Did he? Did he run for? for he ran because he was. I mean, stop. You're not gonna. Like, <laughs> You see someone naked, what are you going to do? Uh, Just run away. You know? well, well, you're stay well, I don't understand why the naked man decided they start chasing. Well, dude, before, that's, what, that's, that's when we decided to put the quarter machine in. <laughs> <laughs> hey. The hey, was chasing people all over Cole's the place. Cole's a secret So next day, the, the GM, he comes with a metal bat. Hey, like, here, here's the bat. Put it behind the bar. I'm like, what is this for? To protect yourself. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's like have, old school. We yeah, still have a little hard. wooden bat behind the Oh! Bar. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like those little, um, the little baseball bats that you used to get from baseball games, but they stopped giving. But have you tell you guys what is that for? Mini bat. The mini bat. Oh, I yeah. Mean, to be able to hit somebody. Yeah, dude. Ima- oh, yeah. Imagine that. Like the crackhead coming to the restroom. Yeah, we still have to deal with that. But we do have the token yeah, machines. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that back we in don't the have days, to deal with the n- Back in the anymore. days, there was no no quarter machines. Dude. <laughs> oh See, I have to deal with that people every day. I just oh, want to know Jesus. what it, what was he doing? <laughs> what, no, it was the naked How did guy he do, doing. Like, washing his clothes. Or something? Can I say this on radio? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. it was shooting himself. Like we got a lot of people doing that. Oh, oh, shit. oh. So, so so some guy came up to the the bar. He like, hey, you know what? There's this guy screaming, doing some shit, blah, blah, blah. So he's like going... My brother there. was the witness. He was like, he was a bar bag. Like, bro, go check it out. Mm-hmm. What? You always send the bar bag. Yeah. That's first always. offense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Always. <laughs> the first Someone sacrifice. vomit in the restroom. Please. Uh, There's a tampon we'll stuck in the toilet. <laughs> yeah. but, you yeah. never, but you never say what the, you never say what no, the actual, no. like, ins- the, the problem is. You go, I hear that there's an issue in the, in the bathroom. <laughs> the I need you to go check it out. That was the funniest and the scary one. <laughs> you just give them the look. And you're just like, See, like, hey, like Think about it. Think about it. Seeing your little brother long. running away. Big <laughs> 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 um, Big shout out. Big shout out for my little brother who works at Dama. Oh, my God. It was my bartender. A maestros. Yeah. And I told him, like, dude, why are you going to go to Dama to be a bar bag? <laughs> Sorry, you're making noise, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, I love that kid. He just he just want to be knowledge. just want to be, I want to learn, especially from Pablo. Can I say this? Like, Rigo brought, it's Mexican. Like, that's maestro. Like, we're, <laughs> we're Mexican. And mm-hmm. we want to show that, and we want to show. I yeah. mean, you. I don't even know where you come up with your cocktails, but I, you're, I, dude. I become from the law, to be honest. I regardless, you're like, very smart. I grew up <laughs> like I grew up in Boyle Heights. I I I understand the people that struggle, like they're like my neighbor. He sells elotes, he sells oh, yeah. raspados. Now we like I'll be like cool. Hey, because his raspados are pretty as good as hell. <laughs> mm-hmm. so I told my neighbor, you know, like, dude, let me buy a topic. Like, let me know the recipe. Because myself, and I listen to, like, myself, like, I learn more by watching than listening. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah. I, I, I was there. I bought my never a 12-pack. I was watching him do how to make raspados with tamarindo. So yeah. that's how it come. And he made represent- Mexican lollipop. Yeah. I represent like more like Boyle Heinz. Like I, my, my, my cocktails are more like about the taste. My first two years as a bartender, it was more like fun. Mm-hmm. It should always be fun. The money's good, blah, 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 blah. Boom. First thing I got a DUI. Mm-hmm. Boom. I want to get away from the from the bar, blah, blah, blah. I came at Church and State as a busboy. Mm-hmm. I knew the GM and my mentor, John. Shout out, John, John. From Sunny's Highway. Here you go. Big shout outs. Sunny's doesn't need more shout outs on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they deserve all the shout outs. I became a Church and State as a runner I'm next just week. Joking. I love you, Sunny's. I was the the bar back got fired. I became a bar back next week. Bartender, blah, 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 blah. Mm. I learned so much things about John. Is I, rec- I would say my mentor. He left, and I became in charge of Georgia State. Then one of my good friends, Marcos, he like, go to I'm about to open a tequila mezcal in Pasadena. My passion is tequila mezcal. Like, yeah, fuck it, let's go. So that's why I ended up in, 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 in Pasadena. Mm-hmm. Your travels have gone, like, I mean, impressively all over Los Angeles, and it's kind of like... I mean, bartenders bounce around in Los Angeles, but, like, a lot of times I feel like they get, you know, in their niche spot, which is, you know, great. But also it's really awesome to be able to travel and to adventure. And there's something really cool and something really awesome about bartenders who are able to, like, adapt and and find different spots, like with the competitions and everything that we've been talking about, to um, experience different things because that only creates more creativity in your brain from more experiences. You know what I mean? And it's so funny that we're talking about this because I was approached by an individual that we happen to have here on the podcast that emailed me about his search for basically, I would say the Holy Grail of beers. Oh, crazy. I know. The this Holy is, Grail of the the one beer to rule them all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like this is like a I mean this is like the craziest email I feel like I've gotten in a while and it really piqued my interest and sparked my interest about like what his his mission was because the places he's traveled are few and far between that most humans have even actually like touched or traveled. I and mean, there's beer there? He's searching for them. Like he's gone to sunken ships to find beer. It's crazy. It's quite an adventure. I know. The things that... The, it's like the, James it, Cameron of, of beer. Yeah. So it only made sense to me in my mind to make sure he comes on this podcast to share some of these experiences because we're all about learning and developing and broadening our, our horizons as far as bartenders and humans. Mm-hmm. So uh, let, let me give a warm welcome to this amazing guest that... Uh, I can't wait to hear his stories because I have no idea like where this is gonna go. Uh, <laughs> uh, Rip Weatherby. Hello, have no fear. I want to be clear that I am here to find all the beer traveled far and near for what brings me cheer, and that is to drink great beer. Looks far, looks far and near to find the beer. Looks far and near to find the beer. I've been searching for the best beer of the land. And I won't stop until I find the best beer in the land. 
Ah, yes, hello, hello. How are we doing today? How are we doing, everybody? Oh, Rick, <laughs> thank you so much for contacting me about this. Ah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, like I said earlier, what I gather is you've been traveling the world from uh, low to high to far to near to find the perfect beer. Ah, yes, yes. I am an intrepid adventurer. I uh, am a jewel thief. Uh, and I am searching the globe for the one beer that I can uh, drink that won't make me sick to my tummy. Oh. Oh, oh I didn't get that note. <laughs> Wait, so you get sick to your tummy? Yes, yes. Uh, I was in a fraternity uh, back in 1954, uh, and <laughs> we were at a kegger one evening, uh, and I partook in uh, a beer... And it made me sick to my tummy, and I did vomit in front of all of my frat brothers, and they gave me 48 spankings that night. 48? <laughs> spankings. Uh, permanently damaged my ass. Uh, my bones of my ass are all broken. Forever? Uh, so I vowed to find a beer that I could drink that would be delicious. Uh, I've gone to every bar in America, and they all suck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Have you been uh, to an intrepid adventure? Well, Holy have you been a... to the actual breweries too? Yes. Have you been uh, uh, what I mean, to the liquor stores? You don't even need to ask. I've drank with the jellyfish in the Bahamas, and I've swam with the seagulls in Peru. <laughs> I've had beer with a cactus, and I've killed my own son. So I think I know about exploring and beer. Holy shit. I mean, mm. I, I I take your word for it, for sure. I mean, you, you, the credentials that you sent to me is are, are rather impressive. Yeah. Well, yeah. Also, it sounds like a rap sheet is also involved. What? No, nothing. nothing. Oh, yeah, just, man, I don't know if we okay, should bring we'll that up. Bring that that was an Egyptian crime. You can't book me for it here. <laughs> okay, uh, well, there you go. It's all covered. That, that, might, that might be an edit. I don't, oh, <laughs> I don't know. But we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, so, okay. So, have you? how many continents have you traveled? How many are there again? <laughs> Seven? Five? Five? <laughs> I've been to six. <laughs> There's a small island that the government Five. doesn't want you to know about. And None of us... Havista. It's known as Havista? Mm-hmm. Havista. Yes. It sounds festive. It is. Who owns it? Crocodiles. <laughs> Entirely <laughs> overrun by crocodiles. A crocodile mayor. Crocodile bartender. Oh. What, what kind of... Are they brewing beer? Mm-hmm. They only had Pabst Blue. <laughs> Pabst Blue? But How'd they get it no out No ribbon, there? though. No ribbon. Just Pabst Blue. <laughs> is that the first type of... I guess a cargo <laughs> container of them had washed up on the beach... And they had brought them into the bar, and uh, the, the logo was faded at that point. Oh, and oh so, so it was like it, they just yeah. washed off the, re the, the ribbon, ribbon part. Yeah, they wouldn't have known. I yeah. didn't like it. And the gator didn't like me not liking it. He chopped me one good on my butt. God, your <laughs> butt gets the ring in. The gay? What? The gator. <laughs> the he gator. was gay. Sorry, though. the queen of Pasadena <laughs> is coming gay. in this yeah. conversation. Oh, right now. Just, to be, just to be clear, he was a gay gator. It was oh, an the island of gay <laughs> alligators. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You can't tell this is a euphemism or real. Girl, you're fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> the so, gator sounded fabulous, too. Okay. Explains this island situation. <laughs> So this seems pretty intricate. How have you had the funding to be able to like travel the world to find this specific uh, goal? Uh, my uncle is Jerry Sandusky. Oh my gosh! Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, I I'm sure some listeners know his 
the situation that occurred with him. He was a very good football coach who was arrested for a crime he did not commit. I need to see the proof. Uh, Anyways, when he went away to prison, he said, uh, Rip, I want you to have all of my fortune um, and spend it. Go find a beer that doesn't make you so sick to your tummy. <laughs> Sandusky. Oh, so I didn't know he was so connected. In the, he had such a fortune. Sandusky. <laughs> Also, <laughs> like, what an amazing, like, uh, last-minute request from his life is to, like, make sure that you find just a beer to make you He regrets sick. it every day. He, uh, he calls me from prison, and he says, how much of the money have you spent? And I always tell him, all of it. It is all gone. Everything. Every yeah, he's, still, everything. he's still alive. Have you found anything rich other than uh, of money or treasure? In yeah, see, travels? what I do now is I fly around on my biplane, and I have a telescope that I have up front, and I scan the seas. Uh, and anything shiny in the seas, I'll uh, fly the plane into the ocean, swim down, and get it. So, Is it like a, one of those buoy planes? Mm -hmm, uh, yes. A buoy plane? I don't know. By, what is the one that was a buoy? Plane? Sea, okay. It's a seaplane. <laughs> yep, got it. Uh, okay, so you land the seaplane in directly in the ocean, dive down. What do you got? Like a spear or like a tank or what do you mm -hmm, got? A spear and a tank. <laughs> <laughs> the two, Man, I nailed the two, it. Yeah. I know my fucking. Well, I'm wearing them now, of course. Oh, well, oh God, so yeah. fucking hot. How are you? How are you walking around LA with that? Well, the spears to protect me from degenerates. Reasonable. Excuse me. Poor people. <laughs> oh, okay. That oh, is. boy. Oh, this fortune's gone to his head. That yes. took. That took a turn. <laughs> The uh, oxygen tank is because this Los Angeles air is unbreathable. I say. Uh. Oh, so you just wear this all the time while you're here? Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, honey, you look fabulous. Mm, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell if that's a come on or not. I haven't kissed a woman in 48 years. Excuse me. Too, busy, too busy for the hunt. <laughs> 48 years. Oh, my gosh. Right. This thing is consuming your life. Yes. Uh, so, okay, let's get down to the actual, like, uh, tre like or uh, the map of where you're hunting. Of course. Uh, what, what have you found, and what are you still looking for? There are no beers that I like. There was one beer I drank. It was called Miller High Life. Mm. <laughs> oh, boy. The sweet nectar. Do, do you remember where it was that you drank this beer? Yes. I was stranded in the Gobi Desert, uh, drinking my own piss, sleeping in a bed made of sand, uh, and uh, Isn't Miller in like Gonzales, California. Yes, yes. Uh, I've definitely seen the, the plant there. I was. Uh, I thought I would uh, die of starvation, <laughs> trapped in the desert. And then uh, one night, I'm sitting there uh, eating my own flesh, and I see a, a commercial airliner crash into the sand. Uh, everyone died, of course, but I did raid the snack cart, and inside was a Miller High Life. Mm, how I loved it. So delicious. <laughs> oh, my God. That Holy was shit. an intense situation to be able to enjoy a Miller High Life. Now, okay, so uh, can you remember another situation where maybe you enjoyed a beer that uh, wasn't? Uh, maybe as light as the Miller Highlight? Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. I found myself in an island of indigenous natives off the coast of Ghana. Uh, they treated me as a king, for I did not look like them. They uh, raised me, and they gave me a beer that they all drink uh, from a fountain. They call it Guinness. <laughs> Ooh, they brought me this delicious ale. Mm, much too watery for me, though. But what, what it was still the tasted okay? You well, were still like semi okay with it? It was a fine. But what, what was the actual outcome of both of those beers at this point? They hurt my tummy still. <laughs> <laughs> Owie. So I'm still quite unsuccessful in my goal. 
So oh, at no point thus far in what you say, 40, how many years? Uh, it's been about 48 to 53 years. I forget sometimes. Uh, and it's... not one, not one brewed beer. No. Has not and I've never given, I took one week off when Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated. <laughs> just to mourn, just to collect myself. Now, so let me. back on the hunt. I want to get to like the bottom of the belly curtain situation. What, right. Uh, what, what, I guess my first question is, how many of these beers do you actually drink <sighs> when you're on the hunt? Here's what I do. I crack the bottle. First, I take a light sniff. Then I pour about half the bottle into my throat and immediately projectile vomit every time. Then my stomach will make a sound, a kind of like a young girl saying, help me. Uh, that sound comes out of every hole in my body. My nose, my ears, my ass, my broken shattered ass. Um, and then of course uh, comes the shitting. I will shit for about eight weeks. <laughs> weeks, Jesus Christ. That's a lot. It's a lot. That, that's a problem. The doctors tell me I shouldn't be alive, and then they always try to kill me, and I have to run away. Do you drink a lot of water? No, never heard of it. Oh, shit. It must be the beer. Do, how many beers? So you drink beers every day? Every day, a different beer. Okay, this is starting to make a little more sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a problem. It's a... An it's attempt, a different it's a, problem. An attempt to find a solution. <laughs> um, okay, I, I'm getting I'm getting the gist of this now. Okay, is there anything else you eat during the day that possibly could agitate your digestive system? Ah, uh, well, I never go on an adventure without my trusty hawk companion, Ramses. <laughs> And what will happen is, while I'm on a quest, I'm much too busy questing to stop at a bodega for a delicious meal, so Ramsey will fly off and he'll bring me back whatever he finds. Sometimes it'll be a, a can of 7-Up. Sometimes it'll be a rat. Uh, most of the times, it is a rat. Is there ever any, like, grain situation that Ramsey brings back? No. No. A, a grain would be much too tiny for a bird's claws. Yeah, especially a hawk. would fall right through. The talons of a hawk? Mm. Don't talk to me about talons of a hawk, Matt. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> Don't talk to her about talons of a <laughs> hawk, that's Matt. Very straightforward. Thank you, Rip. <laughs> well, what I was thinking. <laughs> what I was thinking. I feel like I've offended everyone. Why is this guy even here? If you ever, if you ever come at you you with about hawks, talk to me about talons again. I swear to God. Why the hell is this guy even here? Whoa. Okay. Well, okay. I'm 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 back on your side, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, Rip. So I was thinking, like, I don't know, logically thinking, maybe it was like the grain and like a gluten situation from the beer. What the hell is that? Gluten. (laughs) Well, like, I mean, LA. That's a yeah, it's, yeah, you're in the wrong place to, to not know what gluten is. Yeah, about. like, uh, so, like, basically. Is it a ghost? <laughs> it's very similar. It happens mysteriously in your similar. belly yeah, when you true. eat you it. Know, I, it's no, nobody really I understands think it. It happens at all the gay people. <laughs> it's a ghost that haunts only gay people? Well, I mean, you could be a gay man trapped in a woman's body. That's, that's I don't normal. see the what relevance the of this hell? at all. We'll try and pin the dots. <laughs> all I see, it's, yeah, anyways, gluten is an gluten gay. This is why I don't connection. come to this city of sin. Oh, how my mother told me not to come no, here. No, 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 
Rip, don't get like, don't get. Oh. I can't breathe the air. You've got ghosts hunting gay people. <laughs> it's a very rough. It's a rough city, to be honest. But there, <laughs> I mean, there I'm are not gonna lie. It's probably it really one is. of the roughest cities in Japan. <laughs> yeah. We got dead bodies in Echo Park. <laughs> yeah. We got like gays. Yeah, By the way, <laughs> sorry about all those dead bodies in Echo Park. That was my bad. Oh, is it the plane? No. I was enjoying a nice ham sandwich on a park bench, and some thieves tried to take my precious rubies. <laughs> oh, that, oh. Retake them? Mm-hmm. Aren't you a jewel thief? Of course. Just rival jewel thieves? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Wait, okay, hold on a second. Is a lot of this beer situation kind of a cover-up for maybe, like, another, like, the jewel thievery situation? Uh, absolutely not. The jewels are just to pay for the beers. Uh, what the fuck? <laughs> I am so off base on this whole thing. <laughs> All right. I would be willing to bet if you got gluten explained to you properly, <laughs> which I don't know if I can do. I think it's just I'm like. I'm not even going to touch it. I don't yeah. know if I want to know. But what maybe, that is. but I'm just saying, like, I don't know if it's a beer, man. I don't know if it's a beer that's upsetting your belly. Well, unless it's a lot of beers, but one beer. I don't know. One it beer. It sounds like some kind of like yeasty situation. You, you're a little yeasty. <laughs> what the hell did you just call me? Uh, you're a little yeasty. <laughs> little yeasty is my favorite rapper. Uh, Nice, He's what to say. Huge overseas. <laughs> I have the worst beer like situation <laughs> ever. Like I just drink wine and mezcal mostly, but maybe that's what tough, you need to do. Man. Beer okay. is oh, tough. Yeah, this, why don't you this switch might be it? a really good remedy. You know what? We have this bottle of mezcal right in front of us. Do you want? Do you want to tr- maybe like end your search today? Hmm. Let me try fe- this. How do you feel about this? As long as it's forty-four percent alcohol by volume, honey. It's forty-five percent. Oh. <laughs> Here. <laughs> my ass doesn't work anymore, but I did let out a little anxiety I'm fart. I'm going to teach Just you the way. Just drink, baby. Let me try this. Let me try this. Let me try this. Mm. Ooh, dainty. Mm. 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 That is good. Mm, that is good. How's yeah. your tummy feeling? It feels okay. I don't hear the woman screaming inside of me. <laughs> good. Well, that is good. Yeah. I don't smell her either. Mm. You smelled her before? <laughs> no, no, what no, the fuck is that? I can only guess. Excuse me, you. <laughs> Why are your pants off? Put your pants back on, Matthew. <laughs> no, beer is <laughs> awful for your stomach, but mezcal will be gentle. What yeah. has happened to Matt just now? You talk about girls, he immediately starts removing his pants. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Now I'm confused. Where are we? <laughs> Matt, put know. your pants back All on. All right, fine. It's hot as balls, And though. don't ever talk to it's, me about I'm dying. Are we all again. hot here? It's like, a fucking <laughs> thousand degrees. It's like, I'm sweating. I'm, like, I'm in the my Gobi man Desert. titties are sweating. It's disgusting here. Like, oh, it my, is. <laughs> oh, my God. And this beer guy, hey. It's the Kobe <laughs> Desert out here. You make me hotter. Rip, I don't know what just happened, but this whole podcast is bottom half naked at this point. Yeah. <laughs> bottom half. We need to air it out. It's an arid environment we no, need. No, I don't want to air it out. Put it back on, everyone. <laughs> Let's get this thing under control again. All right. Fine. All right. Rip, if there's anything you want to let listeners know about your journey and where it's going to go or where you've been. Yes, yes, of course. Where you've been. If you find yourself vacationing in Turkey, there is a city uh, hidden away from the rest of the world, uh, and it is a city of all pedophiles. Uh, (laughs) An entire city run and operated by pedophiles. Uh, Do not ever go there. I don't remember the name of the city. Hmm. But if you do find yourself in a city around Turkey and you think there's a lot of pedophiles here, <laughs> it's probably the city I'm talking about and run from there. <laughs> did That's you have a, did you have a beer advice. there? Did I have a beer there? Yes. How was it? 
terrible, of course. <laughs> Why else would I be here? Plus, it was served to me by a pedophile. Oh my God, this is was crazy. Roman Polanski. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that says I'm, it. I'm, I'm, I'm not like a fucking millennial joke. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. No, he was there. Okay, he was good. he was melding into the wall like one of those guys in Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Woody Allen. Yes. <laughs> Woody Allen. Oh my god. Woody Allen. Yes. Uh, hey. <laughs> oh, Do your homework. I... Do your homework. Woody <laughs> Allen's actually a good guy. He lets me borrow his air balloon every once in a while. <laughs> air balloon. Yes. Oh, it's such a around the world in eighty days. It's just shit right there. Eighty days. I could do it in forty. Nice. I've got me there. <laughs> God, this is awful. I'm sorry, Woody Allen. I love your movies, but goddamn you. <laughs> That's we'll everyone's that like opinion. Uh, does Woody Allen like... listen to this podcast? Maybe. I hope so. You hope he does? Why not? All right. Actually, I would prefer Diane Keaton to listen because I love her. Oh, dude, she's hey, Diane. <laughs> if you listen to this, I love you. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to make a point about Woody Allen, you'd hope he hear it, right? Of course. Yeah. yeah. So, I'll tell yeah. him myself. I'm shut it out. Woody? Rip's got something to tell you. And Suni. <laughs> Woody, I've got a message for you. I crashed your hot air balloon in the Andes Mountains. A pair of wolves tried to eat me, and I had to suffocate them with the fibers of the hot air balloon itself. I apologize, and I will not be reimbursing you. Ooh. <laughs> there you go. Got shots him. Fired. Got him. Got him. There are shots got fired? Him. Where? No, no just kidding. No, 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 everything's fine. Figure of speech. Don't worry about it. Put my shotgun away. Man, I, I, I want to hear more about your adventures, but like, unfortunately, we're, get, we're getting to the time frame of wrapping this thing up. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I am scheduled to be in Peru by the end of the evening to witness the assassination of a priestess. <laughs> oh my wow. Gosh. How does that it's have anything Kali to do with beer? It doesn't. <laughs> I'm taking a vacation, and then I'm going to a Lumineers concert on Sunday. <laughs> I need, it's for me. It's just for me. You need me. You need you time. I do. Yeah. Well, the gayers some... would say, you do you, babe. I will. Man, you do you, babe. I strangled three wolves to death this week. I need a little me time. And there oh you go. God. And now you have this delicious mezcal that you can take with you. It was good, and my body has not screamed once. There you go. And I, I think, think I can feel my ass repairing itself. <sighs> Nutrients. The wonders of alcohol. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, how does this come about? <laughs> oh, Who are you? <laughs> Nutrients, the, Nutrients, the one Love it. Oh, it was quite a journey we all just went that, on. That, <laughs> that last one, Matt. Was Matt, you're not wearing any clothes now. What's happening? I feel like I'm missing periods of conversation, and I don't realize that it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally like I feel like I know what's going on. I think the mezcal is hitting everyone hard right now. <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, moving forward, do you feel like you uh, are happy you were able to come on Talk to Us the podcast to exclaim uh, everything about yourself? Absolutely, absolutely. All right, well, hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> she handed me a hot dog and then ran out of the room. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so I think we got to wrap this thing up, and uh, thank you guys so much for uh, being here. Well, Rip, you know what? Thank you so much for coming in, talking to us. I love your adventures. I can't wait to hear more about them. I hope you come back and talk more about these adventures, about finding the beers and the priestess and all these crazy all these scenarios that are coming on. Yeah, would you I would you ever come back? back? Of course. I've got some projects coming up. I'm planning a musical uh, uh, festival with Ja Rule, but after that, I shall be ready to roll. Nice. Perfect. I Perfect. I, well I have some beers time. that I might line up. Maybe it'll help you out. Maybe a cider here or there. Ew. 
Alright. I'll just bring the mezcal then. Maybe not. I hope you don't mind. I'm going to shoot a flare into the sky and then uh, ride away on the rope ladder of a helicopter. Nice. I wish I was outside to see that. Alright, let's all right, bye, Rip! Goodbye! Goodbye! <laughs> Man, Matt, he was amazing. Yeah, that's one way to put it. That's like a that's <laughs> stories up all over the world from that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he's like wanted for murder in several aren't, aren't countries. Aren't you glad I brought him on? Yeah, I'm super psyched. Yeah. I made a like I made a decision on my own to do that. I got that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I was I was in awe. I've never met someone who with so much weathered adventuring prowess or, I know, it's or crazy. tales. Such tall tales other than us. <sighs> you know, we all have great stories and so does Rip. Mm-hmm. Let it rip. Oh, I feel <laughs> let it rip. Wow. We should have told him that before he left. He didn't even have a tagline before he left. Rip. Let it rip. Nice. There that was go. you. Yeah. I, I saw that. No, it was like him <laughs> going away. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. You know what we got to do? Wrap this thing up. Let's do it. Real quick, before we get into plugs, I just want to mention my really good friend, Leandro Para Dibran Riva of Educated Barfly. He's been doing amazing stuff over there on his YouTube channel. So, Dude, anyone listening, go check it out if you don't know it yet. He's getting really popular. He's doing really great stuff. He's teaching about cocktails. He's teaching about proper technique. He's funny. He's it's entertaining. He forgets mm. things. Sometimes he gets haircuts. It's great. It's fun watching oh, nice. him. I haven't watched in a while. And, then. and he's a really, really good friend of mine. And and sometimes he mentions cocktails that I've done and uh, cocktails podcast cocktails too. He's a big uh, supporter of us, and we're a huge supporter of him. So, dude. Go to YouTube, check out the Educated Barfly. Absolutely. They're uh, the best, dude. Good guy, and uh, really does have like a great way of, of melding knowledge and entertainment. And he's not going to steer you wrong. He educates properly. Like He's not going to give you wrong information. Mm-hmm. And if there is like anything tricky, he responds really great on the, all the comments, too. So like, do it. Oh, do yeah. it. Do it. I'm not going to bully you, but I'm bullying you. Yeah. <laughs> do it. We're just aggressive about it. Um, and then let's do plugs real quick. Uh, Rip, oh, you're back. Would you like to talk about uh, anything you're doing as yourself? <laughs> yes. Yes. My name is Hunter Kennedy. Uh, and I do stand up uh, all over the fucking place. All over nice. the world. Check oh, yeah. me out. Google me. I'm hoping it's all good. It's probably not. But What's your uh, Instagram handle? My Instagram handle is Kennedy Insanity, and that's C A N E D Y. All right, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well done. All right, so follow him on his Instagram and uh, to find out everything he's doing as far as stand up and all the shows that he is coming up for him, all over LA and the world, mm-hmm. the entire planet, the planet. Save it. No, don't. <laughs> it's more fun. Hunter, that way. save the planet. All of the proceeds from my shows go to destroying the planet. <laughs> And gentlemen. All right. So, yeah, uh, where can we find you guys? Where can we find out whatever's going on with you, both of you and uh, Maestros? Well, you can find us in Maestros at Pasadena uh, Instagram. And then you can find Fabian uh, or Rodrigo at uh, Fabian underscore Rodrigue underscore 87. Or you can find me at Roland James Photography. That's it. <laughs> Boom. Nice. Um, That's fantastic. Just, yeah. And for those looking at the address, the uh, Maestro's Restaurant is uh, 110 Union Street in Pasadena, yes. 91103. Yes. Awesome spot. Recommend it. Pasadena as a city is awesome. Uh, show love, please. Yeah. If you want to have a it's good my time. area. If you don't want to 
pay to go to Mexico, come to Maestro. <laughs> the tagline. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and so if anyone else, you, the listener, have any amazing stories you want to tell us or be a possible guest on Talk Tales, you can go to our website at www.talktalesthepodcast.com. And on our homepage, you can submit your own stories via email at talktalesthepodcast at gmail.com. Hell yeah. And if you like our show, do us a solid, subscribe, and leave us a review. This is a DIY project, and all the love we get helps us grow. And if that love comes in the form of a charitable donation, you can share the love on our Patreon page, which you can find the link on our website, talktalesthepodcast.com, as well as patreon.com backslash talktalesthepodcast. I also want to thank our good friend Josh for composing our theme song, as well as my amazing brother-in-law Grayson for creating our amazing badass logo. And while all of us on Talktales are above the legal drinking age and enjoy serving and drinking alcohol, we do so responsibly and ask that you do the same. So please do not consume alcohol and drive. That's a big no-no. Don't do it. Uh, And then, of course, thanks so much to our amazing mixtress Adele for composing our cocktail today. And it was everything I needed in my whole life as it was today. This day, yeah, absolutely. It, It brought sunshine to my life. Hey. Thank you, Adele. You're a gem and a scholar. <laughs> Perfect. So thank y'all. Thank you so much, you guys, for being here, all of you, and spending time with Talktails. As we do, shall we go on on a big cheers? Let's cheers it. Yeah. Cheers, y'all. Cheers. Salute. Salute. Cheers. Salute. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, cheers. Pound it. So much. Pound it. I mean, don't just like sip it. Talk tail. Talk tail. Talk tail.